Hello, Nathan Foster here, and welcome to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. Oh, this is one of the special ones. So every other month, I write an essay and then interview someone related to that essay. Uh, you can find the essay on renovare.org under the Heart to Heart section. And as I wrote the essay, I really couldn't think of a better person to interview uh, the, for this topic than my dad, Richard Foster. Uh, and and I, I know you'll like this one. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. And man, he's got some really helpful things to say. So as always, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy. Dad. Hello. How are you? Um, um, I've only had one cup of coffee. So. <laughs> we better fix that. So I'm I'm okay, but after we've had this chat, I'll get be- I'll, I'll be better. You'll get you'll get to it. I'll I'll tank up. <laughs> hey, you you got some good spring snow there, don't you? Yeah, we're supposed to get 14 inches today, although uh, it might melt too fast to back up that much. <laughs> sure. We got a big snow last week, 21 inches. Wow, Colorado in springtime, you never know what yeah, you're going to get. Yeah, these are just spring snows that uh, come and go fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I hope you enjoy it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the trees are flocked, heavy. <laughs> hey, so so I wrote this essay. Yes, good for you. You got, how'd I do? <laughs> oh, you did great. Okay. Yeah, and you put a hope, a hope for a new reformation of the church and and what do you call it a um a, a timid a timid hope timid yeah yeah a, a timid uh not a bold prediction but a timid prediction <laughs> that's that's good because all of these people that say we've got a new reformation coming from this and that that's the they're not very thoughtful about it mm so uh, uh, a timid prediction is a good one. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> hey, and you know, one thing on that. We could call you the timid prophet. How's that? <laughs> the timid prophet. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a, an interesting Old Testament book, right? The, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the timid. <laughs> I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> you know, help me with a... a a, a nagging um, concern I had when writing this. And it, I mean, it's very Protestant to just say, hey, let's start a new church or, you know, let's do <laughs> right. something new. Um, could could you maybe help <laughs> explain some of that for those in, well, you know, Catholic or Orthodoxy, what, how this can still be helpful? Yeah. Uh, first, what we need to see is that uh, there's a phrase in uh, Christian history, the church renewed and always renewing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's true um, across the board. Okay, that is, it isn't just. Pro- I mean, Protestants uh, will set up a new denomination. Um, uh, Catholics will set up a new order. Okay, see, when the Franciscan order, that's like a that's like a denomination. Mm-hmm. But it had a particular emphasis, and it stayed within the you know the Catholic uh, theological mold. But um, but all I just want to say that uh, the Church, the people of God, 
they are always renewing. Mm-hmm. A local congregation, it dies every 30 years. <laughs> I mean, you see, another generation comes in and and brings new life to the mm-hmm. home. And, uh, and those who are thoughtful about what what the big uh, areas that are missing or that need attention, mm-hmm. those are the ones that can bring the deepest and the greatest renewal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, all of these things uh, depend upon the work of God, God mm-hmm. working. Uh, but God is working through human beings and with human beings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this is very important. Like, when you uh, mentioned, I think it was in the contemplative stream, mm-hmm. that the the contemporary problem of uh, distraction and of of uh, I forget what what all you put it, but uh, uh, the lack of silence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the need to do, now that is a renewing uh, word, and it's not a timid one. Mm. The need to shut up. <laughs> and listen, listen to God in His wondrous, terrible, loving, all-embracing silence. If we do that, if we, if we, as a people, learn to do that, that will bring great uh, renewal in the life of a mm-hmm. people, of a of an individual, of a congregation, mm-hmm. even a denomination can, or a group, um, an order. Right. All of these and all of these groups are constantly renewing, mm-hmm. and and so that's the that's the thing about reformation, reforming. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to tear down the old. No, no, you reform it. <clears throat> yeah, good. Oh, that's. Yeah. I should have talked to you before I wrote it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you did just fine. <laughs> hey, one of the things that um, that was kind of fun to explore, I, I did a little bit in there, and, and really it, it got me thinking that there's, I mean, any number of combinations, but how these streams inform and help each other. Absolutely. What is important to see is that when I wrote streams, I was thinking of, a post-denominational world, and what would okay. it look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, now, when I say post-denominational, I don't mean denominations leave or orders leave. Mm-hmm. I mean new configurations, new ways of thinking about uh, how we work together and how the life of God works. Uh, and so, uh, what would be its characteristics? And that's the six. Now, they all interface with one another and help one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The contemplative stream, let's just call it listening to God, mm-hmm. the contemplative stream deeply informs, say, for example, one that you'll write about the next time, the social justice stream. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the social justice stream deeply informs the evangelical stream that you did write about this time, because we can't we can't proclaim good news and be bad news. We can't do that. <laughs> so we, we, you know, in other words, these help each other. Uh-huh, that's, uh-huh. that's why I was trying to emphasize uh, you need all six. Right. And I used the image 
of uh, like the uh, when I talk about these things used to I talk about the Mississippi River and how the Ohio and the Missouri and many many rivers many streams come in and and uh, make the great Mississippi yeah. well a Mississippi of the spirit mm-hmm. that flow together and they inform and help one another mm-hmm. and, and today. You get any group of 20 people, and you have all six of these streams mm. represented in one form or another. And and potentially they don't even know. That's right. That they're coming from that. That's right. Tradition. And and that one of the reasons for writing the book was to kind of identify for people, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. most people have grown up. In, and I mean, this is just a phenomenon of our history. Uh, have grown up in one or two of these streams mm-hmm. and, and either don't know anything about the others or have been taught that the others are, you know, somehow bad or wrong or mm-hmm. demonic. Mm-hmm. They've seen the abuses or excesses and right. they react do. to it. And I try in the book to mention pitfalls in every one of these. Right, right. There are, uh, there are abuses. And when a religion becomes abusive in those ways, it's really destructive. Mm-hmm. But that, does, <laughs> but there's great treasures, and that's what we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Because those, at least, I was my my hope was to say that these could be renewing emphases if they're brought together. That was the distinctive, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You, you have one of these emphases, the holiness tradition, and it kind of stands off by itself, or the charismatic tradition or stream, and uh, and they, they don't, if they learn to gain from each other. See, most of these great uh, spiritual treasures are loanable. Mm, loanable. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. You can give them to others. You can loan them to others. <laughs> And we receive from uh, uh, other people uh, things. In uh, you take the incarnational stream uh-huh. uh, that you'll work on later, uh, maybe um, the the liturgical tradition, learning from that mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of it. There's also another side to the incarnational, which is daily work and right. uh, discovering God in our daily work. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway. All of these, your point was that these interface with one another, they inform one another, they correct one another, they fill out. Mm-hmm. We're, what we're describing, I mean, these are also dimensions of the human personality. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're trying to describe here is a whole life with God. Right. That's the key. It's all of this stuff is with God, and we're learning how to live a whole with God life. Yeah, yeah. You you give the example of the the wheel. Can you can you share that? You mean the bump bump test? Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, saying? the bump bump test. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you take a wheel, uh, and you have six spokes going out, and and uh, just mark yourself on the contemplative tradition, say one to 10, are you a 10, which would be all the way out? 
mm-hmm. or are you a, a four or something? And then on the uh, holiness, where where would you score yourself? Then you kind of draw that all the way around in a circle and see if your tire goes bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> that is, there's, there's an area uh, that uh, has not been thought through or developed or experienced very much. And, right. And uh, so that just, and, and, and that's the characteristic of um, so much of modern religious expression is that it, it's a bump bump. <laughs> well, maybe at one point I said, I mean, you know, I'm not real strong in any of them, so I'm not, I'm not bumping. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you got two on all of them. <laughs> but but uh, it's hard to get anywhere because your wheel spins around. <laughs> it's a small wheel, little roller it's skate. Not, enough, not big enough to move very far. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, and, and, and of course, these are things that, um, are not meant to shame or, you know, you, aren't you awful? You can't, you know, you're so limited with your few traditions. But rather, I mean, these are things people can, they're kind of fun to learn they're about. They're kind of fun. And here's the thing. Um, you, and I'm speaking to the person listening to this. Mm-hmm. Is, is this a podcast? Is that what this is called? It is a podcast. Wow. Okay. Good. I mean, I'm I'm really. Do, do you know what that means? No, not at all. But that's okay. <laughs> Just means you can listen to it online, or you can yeah. put it on your phone. I understand. <laughs> Being <silly>. sort of. <laughs> sort of. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, you. here's the thing. You, you listening to this, your tradition, whatever it is, has great treasures. Yes. To give, to loan out uh-huh. to others, you see, and uh, so we we borrow from one another, and that will help to enlarge our our Christian faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you said uh, well, your friend that well that kind of works with you with these podcasts. He didn't know much about the was it the charismatic stream oh brian said that yeah 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 and that he went and actually went to a charismatic oriented church for a couple of years Mm -hmm. he was he was intimidated by it or scared by it so he wanted to grow in it yeah yeah and this kind of helped to develop him as a as a believer yep Yep. yeah and of course that doesn't mean we have to leave our uh local church to grow in these no, no, no. We learn in lots of ways, and and with the technology of today, we can be well exposed to all of these streams. But we do it with a discerning spirit and a and a sense of uh, where is God leading the church today? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things I was trying to do with the essay then was was to, um, I mean, you know, the book Streams of Living Water is, you know, very thorough. Um, and the Spiritual Formation Workbook, um, you know, shows people how to work with this in a group setting and get a small mm-hmm. introduction to it. Um, one of the things I was trying to do with this is is just to kind of invite people into, hey, here's some, some ways where this might be really helpful or relevant uh, right. in this day and age. Right, right. Well, let me just... 
give an example. Uh, you you work on the evangelical tradition yep. or stream. Yep. Now, here's the great thrust of the evangelical stream, and it's so contemporary. It's so alive to what is needed today. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. isn't that I go out and try to bow breach. I mean, what you, whatever you say you know, beat someone up to, whatever, become a Christian. It isn't that. Mm -hmm. It's that Jesus has come. That's the great good news. He's come, and he functions among his people. Christ is here to teach us himself. And, And we can learn from him how to live our lives as he would live our lives if he were us. So we learn to live in that. Jesus is a present teacher. He has not contracted laryngitis. <laughs> His voice is not hard to hear. His vocabulary is not difficult to understand. If we learn to walk with Jesus, and he, he's alive, that's the great good news. And he is here, uh, to use the technical term, in all of his offices. That is, he's functioning mm-hmm. in the way we've tended to describe it. He's He's, he, he, he's among us as functioning as our Savior to forgive us, as our teacher to guide us, uh, as our Lord to rule us, as our friend to come alongside of us. Uh-huh. And we can unpack all of those. That's the great good news. Yeah. And, and then this thing about witness, well, we witness by who we are. If the formation of the life, you see, you can't become a friend of Jesus without it forming your life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we witness to. Mm-hmm. Remember in Acts, uh, when Jesus, uh, at the very beginning, uh, says as, uh, at the ascension, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, all the time, those disciples had been witnessing, but what they'd witnessed to was their own anger, their own <laughs> frustration, their own, you know. Uh-huh. And, and what Jesus was saying, you will be my witnesses. Uh-huh. You'll witness to a life of love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and long-suffering and and that's the great, that's, the, that's evangelism. Now, now, why is it then, I mean, I mean, I can work with that. Why is it then, I mean, usually when I think of this tradition, I'm thinking of, you know, people, you know, telling their neighbor something and, and you know, reading their Bible every day or something. Well, see, what we've done, we've turned it into a legalism, a, a mechanism for conversion. Okay. And uh, see, these mechanisms, uh, uh, we, you can control them if you've got a real, uh, if you've got a mechanism down, a little <laughs> system down. Uh-huh. You control it. You can decide who's in and who's out. But th- that isn't it at all. We're just, in, we're, we're just uh, 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 sharing a life, uh-huh. a life. And and if if we give words, we could say God, you know, God loves you, 
and we're witnessing to the anger in us and to the hate. <laughs> that's the witness we're getting. Witness so, to our legalism or uh... Yeah. Hey, so so okay, here's an interesting And now the Bible's important because the Bible helps us to it's a it's a faithful repository of this great good news of Jesus and and the gospels is right at, is the very heart of it because mm-hmm. the gospels help us to see Jesus mm-hmm. and to get the picture of of uh this great um, doctrine of the Christ likeness of God. Mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. is like Jesus. So we come to understand God, and then all through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, the main thing we're learning is how God works with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so we read the story of Moses, and, and we learn about God working with his people yeah. and all and so we look at those persons, look at those stories, look at those teachings, and we'll get a, a balanced vision of Christian life and faith. So that's why the Bible is important. Right, right. To, so if, if – here's a kind of question then. If someone came and said, you know, Richard, I'm, um, I think I want to become a Christian. What, what, what do I do? I would say Jesus is here. Walk with him. There, I mean, probably confession, you know, of things that we've done, mm-hmm. because he's he's there to forgive. And but, but it's a ton more than that. We're learning to live with Jesus, mm-hmm. walk with him. So take up your life, and of course, Jesus' words: take up your cross. Mm-hmm. That is, as you now, don't go looking for crosses. <laughs> plenty, are, plenty are going to come they'll along. Find you. <laughs> they'll find you, but you you learn in that to uh, live through that with with Christ uh-huh, as your uh-huh. ever teacher, and that's the great good news. So, so then, do they need to be led through a you know a prayer of <laughs> something or another? <laughs> Well, uh, no. I mean, the, there there is no little mechanism. We just call people to a life. No holy levers to crank to make There's, sure my salvation's... Right. Yeah. The, the, uh, ascent to four little statements and say the enclosed prayer. That's, that's just a mechanism. Okay. Control and management. <clears throat> Uh, now, it's a good thing to say that Christ died for our sins. I mean, that's true. And, yeah. and we, we learn, we grow, but, but what we say is, and this is the, the great good news of the evangelical stream, turn to Christ, uh-huh. your present teacher, and he'll teach you. Yeah. And, and learn, to, learn to live with, with him. And, and then if I'm really going to help people with that that that's going to require some time of unpacking and helping shape that into right. what it means that, for them that's, correct traditionally that's been called discipleship how to uh-huh. be a learner how to be an apprentice of Jesus yeah. and and we don't do these on our own we learn from others and they teach us 
and and we teach others, and we stay with people. Mm-hmm. That's the value of a gathered group, a community, mm-hmm. is that they can, over a period of time, um, learn from each other, mm-hmm. go together. You made a couple of really good statements in... Uh, I can't remember which tradition it was, but uh, about just learning to orient our lives and here gracefully help one another to rightly order our sexual lives, rejecting our culture's dehumanization and objectification of the other. I mean, that's so, so powerful. Or uh, the group task of analyzing our choices about food and alcohol consumption freeing ourselves from its dangers, and as an act of solidarity with the hundreds dying today from the grip of its excess. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. Learned for, yeah, wow. <laughs> Wish I could have written it. Learn to forsake the idols of impression management and people-pleasing. See, these are all examples of of uh, ways that we, if I can use that word, witness. Uh-huh. And and so those ones I put under the section of holiness, but yet, mm-hmm. see there, it's just the evangelical feeds right on into right. uh, the holiness. The, yeah. the, the holiness tradition informs the evangelical, because how do, how do I call somebody to a life with Jesus when my life is so... You know, <laughs> I mean, they say, "What what should I be converted to?" Yeah, because you're you're not any different than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, so and that's that, I mean, I'll put this in the next in the next one, but really, this it just kind of begins with us, right? Absolutely, um, it be, it's a it's an inside out operation. Yeah. And and now it has many outward effects. Mm-hmm. We work with the heart and obedience, uh, loving, learning. You know, um, uh, take a year to see what you can learn about being kind, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just see what, what and and observe it in other people. Yeah. Where do I see genuine kindness? Um, that kind of thing. Like the uh, Pope Francis called the year of mercy. Yeah. Look, look for, take a year and and try to see and do and be merciful. Yeah. Uh, sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, Dad, this is fantastic. Um <laughs> Thank you so much for well, taking the time. I'm I'm glad to learn about podcasting. I <laughs> silly. Um, hey, I've got so I'm gonna you know do another part to this essay. Can I get you back? Can we do this again? Well, the fees are really steep, but yeah. <laughs> well, I I hate when you, to. When I, you I just start out with nothing, zero. <laughs> You can double, triple, quadruple it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll triple your fee next next time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, be glad to talk with you again. Great, thanks, Dad. All right, Bye. take care. <laughs>